Welcome to the High School Football Scoreboard, the latest news and headlines from under the Friday Night Lights. Here's Heath Ziegler and Balin Trujillo. Hey, welcome to the High School Scoreboard Show presented by Insperity, who provided employee benefits, HR technology, payroll, and scalable HR services for more than 34 years. Insperity HR that makes a difference. This is the coach Dan LaForest alongside with Balin Trujillo. We are excited to bring you another great show tonight. We are live right here at Gators Dockside, the new Gators Dockside, right here in Oviedo, 167 East Mitchell Hammock Road, home of all-you-can-eat wings on Monday and Wednesday night. Balin, I know you've already dug into that tonight. Yes, and sir. now, the official watch party location for the Cure Classic High School All-Star Game on December 17th. We're going to recap the biggest games in Central Florida, have our dudes of the week, playoff matchup previews, we have some insane playoff wins and heartbreaking losses this week, Bay. And also, we will predict the top five games of Central Florida. Balin, what were the takeaways from this past week? Yeah, so some of the takeaways of this week, you know, it, we're, from what it looks like, we may guarantee ourselves a Central Florida team making it to the state championship this year, especially in the 8A uh, division. I know, again, we're really high on the Jones Tigers, obviously Edgewater Eagles making their, their statements in 5A and 7A. But when we talk about the 8A bracket, we still have three solid teams, Seminole coming in, Apopka, as well as Lake Mary, which they play each other this week. So I'm looking forward to potentially supporting uh, a classification with a Central Florida team going into the state championships. Also, Dan, Coach Dan LaForce, we have a location. It has been announced. FHSAA has announced that the state championship this year with all classifications, no one excluded, will be in Dope Campbell Stadium. That's where Florida State plays. There will be a winner in that stadium finally. Um, after three weeks of Florida State canceling football games, most notably with Clemson, a uh, blowout loss that they would have taken that week. But, um, but yeah, we have state championships in Doak Campbell Stadium, so we're excited about that. Dan, uh, what is your takeaways from this week? My biggest takeaway is I really didn't see any surprises. I think a lot of the predictions that we and I we had talked about last week. At least you and Heath. <laughs> at least you and Heath, right? Yeah, so, you know, I, I think everybody won who should have won. Um, there were a couple heartbreaking yeah. losses. And we're going to talk about that here. And let's talk about the top five games. Okay. Number 10, Lake Mary wins big over Oviedo, 33-11. Balin, what was your takeaway on that game? Yeah, so this was our first top five playoff games this past week and a huge rivalry matchup. And just like last week's rematch with the Rams, they take care of business yet again in another huge quarterback matchup between Luke Rucker and Gunnar Smith, the young, the young gun slingers uh, from both programs. Smith yet again throwing for 123 yards, two touchdowns on 11 of 10 passing. Nearly a perfect game, Coach LaForce. Rams running back Sean Rubio was the Knights' leading rusher with 120 yards on 16 carries and a touchdown. Rams totaled over 400 yards of offense in the blowout win to advance the regional finals versus Apopka, which will be their third rematch game in this postseason. The win gives head coach Scott uh, his 100th win. Coach Scott Perry, congratulations on your 100th victory at the program in 16 seasons with the Rams. Congratulations. But, Dan, big rivalry, and Oviedo gets blown out again. You, you know, and the thing is, is it was another regular season rematch. You know, that was a great game a couple weeks ago. Again, I think you mentioned it. It was a great time to watch two really good young quarterbacks. Yeah. But, I, you know, again, Coach Perry and that Lake Mary 
uh, uh, coaching staff did a really good job preparing up. But I think the difference there was really they've got a great senior class, and Oviedo is is really young, and they they're going to be an exciting program. Yeah, to watch in the next few years. like we said, we're here at Oviedo's Gators Dockside. They're hosting us tonight for our show. This is the new location, but Oviedo plans to come here a lot and hopefully celebrating some more victories. But Lake Mary takes care of business yet again in blowout fashion. Uh, they get a lot of momentum going into this week's matchup with Apopka, which, like I just said, will be another rematch, their third this postseason. It'll be interesting. Uh, we're going to obviously make predictions later in the uh, in the segment. But, man, Lake Mary is running a high, especially, and again, another blowout win over Vito, which was surprising to me. I called the upset. How about the heartbreaker? Number six, oh, Bruce, man, loses no. in overtime against Vero, at Vero Beach, yeah. 35-34. You got. I tell you, I've loved watching this Boone team all season long, yeah. and and really to go on the road and the Blues in Man. overtime is a tough way to lose that season. But I tell you what, we're proud of those Boone Braves. Yeah, we are. So the Braves came into the matchup on the road as one of the top offenses in AA, actually the number one offense in AA scoring, uh, led by junior quarterback Casey St. John, who was who was through two touchdowns and was two touchdowns away from becoming the single season all time passing touchdown record holder at Boone, and he broke it with two first-half touchdowns, um, obviously to Jaquevious Lovett and to Ja'Cory Thomas, um, tying the game at 14 apiece. The Braves caused several second-half turnovers that led to touchdowns, putting them up 28-14 to with just over nine minutes left to play, but Vera Beach countered on a third and 20 and fourth and 20 on separate drives, both scoring touchdowns, sending the game into overtime. Vera Beach got the ball first and scored, and the Braves responded on a one-yard Ja'Cevious Lovett touchdown. But the extra point was blocked, ending the huge upset bid for the Braves. Congratulations to Casey St. John for setting the school record with 24 passing touchdowns. Actually, 22 passing touchdowns, 24 total touchdowns on the year, setting the record. But, man, what a tough, tough loss. You know, I talked to uh, Casey's dad throughout the entire game. He was giving me updates. Obviously, the game, we couldn't watch the game live. At least I couldn't watch the game live. And, man, when he told me that they were up 20-14, to 14, I called the upset last week on the radio show. No one else picked the Braves to win, and I was so confident. I was even texting Heath uh, back and forth saying, man, how can you go against your alma mater? They're showing out. They're, they're going to beat an upset, you know, upset over Vieira. And sure enough, I spoke a little too soon, and they came back and won. So, man, what a tough loss for, for the Braves, and they put on a good show. Uh, but, man, that, man, just imagine that bus ride home, man. It, that's tough. That's but, you tough. know, again, outstanding, tan, outstanding season. Let's move on to our next game. Number four, Osceola, 24, Riverview, Sarasota Riverview, 20. Close game. Yeah. What does that mean moving forward? Yeah, interesting matchup between these two programs. And Riverview jumped on the Cowboys early, taking a 14-3 lead in the second quarter behind a 97-yard kickoff return and a 12-yard rush. But the Cowboys will go on a 21-point run with rushing touchdowns from Durandy Swint and two from Jamo Jones. Riverview had several touchdowns called back due to penalties, but it was all Cowboys in the second half to the, and sending themselves to the regional finals versus Newsom, a team that I think Osceola can also dominate in and find themselves, uh, like we just talked about with the three other teams we mentioned, in the 8A um, state Final Four. They could be a part of that. So we're looking at the Cowboys, the uh, Apopka, Blue Darters, Lake Mary, and Seminole fighting for a Final Four bid to go to state. So um, interesting. But, yeah, Cowboys come back and, and beat Riverview and send them packing. Let's talk about our next one. Number one, Jones, 32, Pepper yeah. Hill, zero. Jones, Man. again, dominate, and they are rolling. They are. Balin, give us a little bit of insight into that game Yeah, and, and what it's going to mean for Jones. They, they've got a matchup. We're going to talk here really soon, but talk about last week's win. 
Yeah, so Jones for the second week in a row, the Tigers defense pitches a shutout, holding Zephyr Hills to just one first down in the first half. It wasn't until middle of the third quarter that Zephyr Hills even crossed the 50-yard line. Jones only gave up seven total first downs in the night, most against the third team on the final drive of the game. Jones quarterback Tyson Robbins finished 12 of 14, 150 yards and two touchdowns. And quarterback Julian Calvez, running back Steven Sparrow, and Jabari Smith all scored rushing touchdowns to advance the Tigers to the regional finals versus undefeated Tampa Jesuit. That is going to be a big-time game. They are selling tickets to this game in Tampa. It's on the road. This will be a big, tough road game matchup for the Tigers. They've proven they can win on the road. They were up 7-0 against powerhouse Shamanon Madonna earlier in the year before that game was called in the second quarter, which they look to be become state champs yet again for the fourth straight year. But the Tigers have proven themselves beating Edgewater in a blowout win that I keep talking about. Obviously, they, they dominate uh, every opponent they played this year. You know, this will be a tough matchup against a really good quarterback with uh, Jesuit, um, and they play sound football. So it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I think coaching is really going to be uh, play a big part in this matchup. What do you think, Dan? I, I absolutely agree. You know, and, but, but, you know, you've got, uh, you've got a heck of a staff. At, at Jones and yeah. Elijah Williams, Orlando Touchdown Club Coach of the Year, we yeah. announced that last week. Um, you've got so much talent that has been battle tested all year long. Is there a team out there at five eight that can stop Jones from taking that crown? I don't know if that appears. We're going right. to have to see how this plays out. But right now, Jones is my favorite to take it all the way through. Me too, Coach Will. I know you're listening. All right, let's go to our final game, Dan. What was right. that? You know, that was the game of the week. Number eight, Apopka Man. at number nine, West Orange. All day. Regular season oh, rematch. West Orange won that a few weeks back. They did. But Apopka, 18-9, takes that victory and moves on. Yeah, so this game was our game of the week, like you just mentioned, Coach LaForce, which I cover from the stands. And the biggest rematch of the night as Apopka was looking to avenge their 15-14 overtime loss to the Warriors early in the season, a game in which Appalachian State commit Jaquan Lomid did not take a single snap in. And yet again, he was the difference maker, scoring two touchdowns in the win. West Orange only touchdown came behind a beautiful thrown ball by quarterback Tyler Huff to Jalen Gibson for 81 yards. But that was the only play that worked for them the entire night offensively. Uh, defensive back Nakai Martinez had two interceptions on the night. Apopka seemed to really take control early of this football game. Again, West Orange offensively could not do anything. Tyler Huff did not seem comfortable all night. Uh, he threw a couple interceptions, like I just mentioned. Um, it was just, you know, West Orange really relied heavily on their defense. Tyson Swalback, another phenomenal player, plays both sides of the ball. They had a play early in the game. They did a tight end seam, and he was wide open. They went away from that. I don't understand why they were playing cover two and cover four the entire game. The middle field was wide open. West Orange did not attack the middle of the field, and that I think that was a problem. I think coaching-wise, offensively, they killed the clock a lot, Dan, and, and at the end of the game, they were acting like they were in the lead when they were down two possessions. Um, it just didn't make sense offensively. Again, I'm an offensive-minded guy, obviously coaching quarterbacks, but I'm thinking, man, where was the sense of urgency? Where was, what happened with the play calling? It just didn't seem right. And then again, Jaquan Loman is the difference maker. He did not play in the first matchup, which is why I said West Orange was going to win, and they did. And now I, pre I predicted a pop to win just like you and Heath did. And Jaquan Loman, again, proves why he's what, who he is. Our uh, 2019 player of the year last year in that conversation again. If he does not play, I think they do end up losing to West Orange in a close field goal battle. Uh, but he is the difference maker. What do you so, think, Dan? Well, we got a couple minutes left. We got a couple bonus games to get put in here. Yeah, well, how yeah, about Edgewater, Edgewater beating Beer, uh, um, fifty-nine to nothing. 
Sierra has had an outstanding season, but Edgewater absolutely dominated yeah. the game, Bailey. Yeah, he's favorite team. I'm going to say it again. Uh, man, I told you last week, you guys made predictions. Obviously, we're going to pick Edgewater in that game, but I told you guys it was, it was going to be over in the second quarter, and it was 38-0 to in the first quarter. I mean, what do you tell a team at halftime? Like, uh, just, you know, make your parents proud. You know, it's just like, whoa, well, it's, it's – it was I, I think we have to get credit where credit's due. Vieira's had an outstanding team. They did. They, season. They've had some really great matchups. They won their games. Edgewater is that good when Edgewater oh, yeah. plays at their full capacity. Tommy Again, Hill. There's so much talent there. They have Ooh. such a great coaching staff. Yeah. Edgewater, when they're clicking, another team that, that's very hard to stop. No doubt. And, and how about Foundation? Foundation. Beating Victory Christian 7 wow. to nothing. They're, you got a little backstory yeah. on that, buddy. Their first win over Victory Christian and entering into the Final Four in school history. They have not gone past this team. This is the team that knocked them out last year. They finally get over the hump. They are in a Final Four, Coach LaForest. If they win on Friday night, they find themselves in their first ever state championship run. And we're going to talk more about this game later. Um, but that what only a game. touchdown was Danny Orlando Stutzman. Touchdown Club Week One Player of the Week. Yeah. Danny Stutzman, Oklahoma command. He is again, an outstanding kid. Yeah, so again, that was our first segment. Dan LaForce, we have a minute left. Cheerable, pure classic. What? Stop. Hurry up. Uh, I'm excited. You know, this is going to be the biggest show on earth, and we are excited to finally get those rosters cut down. Unfortunately, we're only going to have 40-man rosters on each side of the ball. Right. We've got to make those decisions here this weekend. We're going to make those decisions, and, and it's going to be exciting. And the guys who are selected, there's going to be so much enthusiasm going into this game. But we're going to be back here in a few minutes. Uh, we are live here at the new Gators Dockside in Oviedo, 167 East Mitchell Hammock Road. This is Balin and Coach Dan, and we will be back here in the next few seconds with Dudes of the Week. With the Dudes of the Week. Stay tuned. Welcome to the High School Football Scoreboard, the latest news and headlines from under the Friday Night Lights. Here's Heath Ziegler and Balin Trujillo. All right, we're back at the High School Football Scoreboard Show is, uh, presented by Insperity, providing employee benefits, HR technology, payroll, scalable HR services for more than 34 years. Insperity, HR that makes the difference. This is the coach, Dan LaForce, Phelan Trujillo. We are live here at Gator Stockside, Oviedo, 167 each, East Mitchell Hammock, Billet Road, here in Oviedo. Visit one of your 14 local Gators Dockside locations for, for, to watch any of your favorite sporting events. With your family, Balin. Yeah. We got some dudes to talk about. Yes, we do. Let's talk about those honorable mentions for offense. Yeah, let's go into it right now. Jakevious Levitt from Boone is our first honorable mention. Running back had 16 carries, 70 yards, three touchdowns, and one receiving touchdown in their tough 34-35 loss to Vera Beach in overtime. Our second one comes from Oklahoma Commit Foundation athlete Danny Stutzman. Had 144 yards rushing, including the game-winning 74-yard touchdown uh, in their 7-0 win over Victory Christian to advance to the Final Four. And our final offensive nominee is Robbie Sanders from Lake Mineola. He threw two touchdowns and rushed for another score, and their blowout victory 55-0 over Largo. Those are our offensive nominees. But, Balin, who's your dude of the week? Special talent, the first kid I ever trained quarterback-wise. Casey St. John Boone High School threw for 322 yards on 21 of 30 passing, two touchdowns 
to set the school's all-time single-season passing record with 22 passing touchdowns. Casey St. John, I love you, man. You're like my little brother. Congratulations. You will mark yourself in Boone High School's history for a long, long time. They, you know, when I was playing, they were definitely a pro-style offense, not much throwing-wise. So I think that record's going to hold for a long time, my boy. So congratulations. He's a junior. He's Only coming back junior, another baby. year. He is. So there's a lot of special things going to happen St. John. with Boone. Uh, let's talk about the defense. Who are those honorable mentions? Yeah, so the first honorable mention is from Lake Mary's entire defense. They forced five turnovers and recorded interceptions from Anthony DePinto, Braden Marshall, Taylon West, uh, Braden, Braden. I mean, you just name anybody on that defense. They probably had an interception that game. So congratulations to Lake Mary's defense forcing five turnovers. Uh, our second nominee is Lexus Jones, the brother of Jashari Jones, who was your Orlando Touchdown Club Defensive Player of the Year. He is up for the running for ours as well. He had 17 tackles and a sack in their tough 18-9 loss to Apopka. And our final nomination is Damari Henderson from Seminole. Had a pick six to help the Seminoles win 48-20 to over number four ranked Sandalwood in the North Florida rankings. Balin, the Apopka Mafia is listening. Who's your defensive dude of the week? Yes, they are. Nakai Martinez, defensive back from Apopka, had two huge interceptions in their 18-9 rematch win over West Orange in the regional semifinals. Special talent. He's going to be coming back next year. Uh, I'll tell you what. You know, we've got some incredible guys that we're talking about right now, but we also recognize special teams, guys. We do. Who's your dude of the week? Oh, my goodness. He's our first ever two-time winner of this award, Tommy Hill from Edgewater. Special talent. Arizona State commit scored four total touchdowns, six on the night. A couple were called back, um, including a kickoff return that was called back in the game. Also, a 99-yard punt return touchdown called back, two receiving touchdowns, a 31-yard pick six, and they're 59-0. Blah went over Vieira. Congratulations again, Casey St. John. Nakai Martinez and Tommy Hill for winning Dudes of the Week in the regional semifinal games. Wow, special talent. And I tell you what, Tommy Hill, Arizona State commit. Excellent ball player. But, you know, this time it wasn't on the offensive side of the ball. You know, he's looked at as a wide receiver. He did this on the defensive side of the ball and special teams. Oh, he God. was all over the place, man. I mean, literally, I guarantee you right now, Vieira does not, will never forget number 13. Those got- seniors will be like, yep, 13, end of my career. So we've, we've got about a minute left here. Okay. And, and reflecting on those performances and, and looking at what we're going to see here in, in, in a couple of days. You know, okay. we, we've got the next round of the playoffs. A lot of these guys are going to continue to play. And we're going to talk a little bit about next segment of how they're going to fit in. Yeah. And, and what their role could play. I mean, some of these matchups are, are going to be – Incredible, probably better now than if they were to play in the next round. Yeah, right. But um, we're going to talk about those here in a few. Uh, but we are here at Gators Dockside, the newest, the 14th location for Gators Dockside uh, here in Central Florida, the official home of, for watch parties for the Cure Classic All Star Game. But when we come back, we're going to break down Friday night's big matchups and Baylin's predictions right here on the high school. Football Scoreboard Show, live from Gators Dockside in Oviedo. We'll be right back. Welcome to the High School Football Scoreboard, the latest news and headlines from under the Friday night lights. Here's Heath Ziegler and Balen Trujillo. All right, welcome back to the High School High School Football Scoreboard Show, presented by Insperity, providing employee benefits, HR technology, payroll, and scalable HR services for more than 34 years. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. 
This is the coach Dan LaForce with Baylor Trujillo. We are live right now at Gator Stockside, the newest and 14th store here in Oviedo. Uh, Baylor. Yeah. We got some big games this yeah. Friday night. Let's talk about those big matchups. Let's do it. This is the regional finals, and we have one game in a final four. Dan, lead us off. All right. Number one, 5A Region 3A. Mm. Number one, Jones versus Tampa Jesuit. Phelan, this is going to be a biggie. Oh, yeah. So, Jones, obviously, is a, is a team that I cover. I'm very close. Again, I continue to go to their practices when I have time. Watching how Coach Elijah Williams runs that program along with all coaches involved. I mean, it's like everything is in sync. Everything is, matters. Everything is always organized to the T. And I'm telling you, when you have a football team with that much talent and is disciplined, this is why you're seeing the results that they're, they're putting out. Now, on the flip side of that, Tampa Jesuits comes in at 12-0 and undefeated. Jones has to finally go on the road in a playoff atmosphere environment against an undefeated program. Winning is contagious. Both teams come in undefeated. They are also a well-disciplined football team. Tampa Jesuit has historically always fundamentally sound, has good talent that plays hard to the ball. I even went to Jones practice, watched, watched them break down film of, of Jesuit, and everybody runs to the ball no matter what. So it's going to be interesting. I do think that Jones has too much talent, too much speed for Jesuit to match up with. But, man, when you talk about good two football discipline programs, it's going to come down to penalties and coaching. And I think, again, I think Jones has a lot of the advantage there. Um, I still think that Jones puts on another spectacular performance. A lot of it's going to be based off the quarterback play. I think how Tyson Robbins and Julian Calvez settle down and just play within the system and don't feel like you have to do too much to win the game. I think Jones comes away with another spectacular win in a blowout fashion or make it you know, 14 to 21 points if they play fundamentally sound like the Edgewater game. Um, but it's going to be tough. Because and you're talking about the tough. quarterback. I think Steven Sparrow, mm. their running back, yeah. is going to be a key factor in that game as well. 63% of our fan polls say Jones wins this game. I'm going to probably lean towards the fans here. Jones is the team that I think has the best chance to come away with a state championship this year, especially with Northwestern getting knocked off to American Heritage. And American Heritage just lost to Shamanah Madonna, which Jones was winning in that football game. So it'll be interesting to see. But, man, one game at a time. Let's not look too far ahead, uh, too far ahead Jones, if you're listening. Um, just take care of business this week at Tampa Jesuit. Big-time match. Friday night is all that matters. Yep. Number two, 8A Region 1. Number two, Seminole hosting. Yeah. The number one team in North Florida, Ooh. ranked Bartram Trail. 10-1 Bartram Trail versus 9-0 Seminole. Seminole keeps putting the doubters in place. I was not a fan of them last week. I did think Sandalwood was going to beat Seminole, and boy, did they put on a spectacular show. I mean, 48-20 to blowout win over Sandalwood. This week, though, Bartram Trail it has been our number one ranked team in Jacksonville area with the ESPN listeners out there. They have proven themselves, and they have so much talent. Uh, Bobby, who is the producer of uh, VSN Network, who's also here with us, has covered a lot of the Seminole games and has watched the Jacksonville area, has said Bartram Trail is the real deal. I do uh, stand with his statement on that. It is going to be the game of the week. I will be covering this game along with him uh, with VSN Network on the sidelines. Dan, what what do you think about this? This is a big matchup. It is a big matchup, and I think this is one of the biggest. and, And here's my take. Okay. First of all, Seminole's been on the road the first two rounds. They're bringing it back to Bokey, mm. and it's going to be a home crowd, and they know what it means to play at home. Bartram Trail has to take that two-hour drive. I think Seminole is deep enough to get it done this week, 
and look toward the future. You said a statement before we got on the show that you believe Seminole has the best, if not one of the best defenses in Central Florida. I do. I think they've got wow. one of the best defensive fronts, and I've said this all year long. Seminole and Popka, in Man. my opinion, have probably the two top defenses. What about Jones? Jones has got a great defense, but we're talking 8 8 football right now, Bay. So Jones over Edgewater's defense. Again, we're talking right now about 8 8 oh, football. Said, okay, you said a pop. Okay. We're talking okay. 8 I'm thinking football. about Heath right now. Heath, you're no, watching. I'm no. thinking about you right now. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, you, bro. Yeah, yeah. And Heath, we miss you. <laughs> so, right now, I think these guys, and the irony is if both these guys win, we're looking at a rematch from last year wow. of a Popkin Seminole oh, in man. the playoffs. But right now, I'm, talking, I'm looking at Timmy McClain. I think Timmy McClain is the difference. Yeah. I think they're running game. They've got a three-headed monster at running. They but do. that defense, Bartram Trails, getting ready to come down to Bokey and find out what Bokey ball is all about. I like it. So what's our third game, Dan? Third game, 7A Region 1, number three, Edgewater, hosting Ooh. Mitchell, Newport Ritchie. And I don't think Mitchell's going to be talking a whole lot this week. 91% of our fan polls say Edgewater wins this game. Mitchell comes in 11-0. and 0. Oh, but it's Edgewater. Edgewater takes care of business. Uh, At home. I think Edgewater puts a statement first half. Uh, Mitchell's going to go into halftime and say, yeah, good season, boys. That's it. So I think Edgewater takes care of business. I know Heath is excited about this football game. Um, yeah, Edgewater takes care of business. I don't think it's close. What do you think? I think Edgewater plays to their full capability. There ain't a whole lot of people that can beat them. 59-0 last week. Against a very good team. Vieira has played some great ball all year. Hey, let's talk about – this one's going to be very interesting for me. The fourth game, 8A Region 4, number four, Osceola versus Newsom. Osceola, we talked about this, had a close win this week. How do they match up against Newsom? Comeback win, actually. But I do think Vieira, uh, Riverview is actually better than Newsom. I mentioned Vieira because they, they got blown out by Vero, a team that Boone should have beat. Osceola got popped in the, in the mouth. They had a, a great game against Edgewater. Um, I just think they're well battle-tested. Osceola continues to win when it matters, uh, taking over the second half. Fourth quarter has been their best quarter all year. Uh, I do think Osceola does beat Newsom, and I do believe comfortably. I think about 14 points, 10 to 14 points. Um, I don't think Newsom's battle-tested like Osceola has been, which is why I'm, I'm leaning more in that favor. 88% of the fan polls picked. Osceola to win this matchup. Dan, uh, what are your final thoughts on this game? I mean, Osceola has played very well all year long. The stable game for me was when they played Edgewater. What a, that was an outstanding yeah. game on both sides of the ball. Number five, 6A Region 2A. Number five, Lake Mineola against Tampa Gaither. Ooh. Can you guys wait for this matchup? Lake Mineola has been the team that's given us the most problems on social media on why they feel they should be in the top three teams in Central Florida. Again, I, in my opinion, this is opinion, they don't play anybody all year. Um, they blow they up every, now. They are now. So, you know, I said last week they got to prove themselves, and they won 55-0. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Robbie Sanders has taken the quarterback role from the four-star quarterback that was there earlier, Braden Davis, and has done a nice job filling in the, his shoes. If they win this week, they are winning the state championship. I, I, I think they take over 6A. This is a crazy prediction, but Lake Mineola has put it on everybody in this, in this area. Again, they play Gaither, who is 11-0 undefeated. If they somehow, because I think Gaither's the better team here, if they somehow beat Gaither, they're, they, they have, a, in my book, a great chance to win the state championship. What do you think, Dan? Again, Gaither is a solid program. They're, lo- they're loaded. They're loaded. They're loaded every year. You're, you're, you're not just playing a team. 
you're playing a program. Yeah. And that's going to be a challenge. You know, you get by here, you've got you've got sunnier days, but Tampa Bay is going to be tough. Think about this, Dan. Their their toughest game this year, they lost Seminole. So this will be interesting. This is again a big matchup. Undefeated Gaither. Is it another Seminole game, or and, and, are they riding away? I don't think Seminole was firing all cylinders on that game. They were not. They were not. So again, we're gonna. Have, you know, hey, I'm, I'm rooting, rooting for them. Yeah, I'm rooting for you. Okay. So if you're watching uh, Lake Mineola fans and, and coaches, we're rooting for you. But this is a big test, and if you get past it, look to get some ring sizes soon. All right. So let's talk about another rematch. We got number six game, eight A Region two, number six hosting number seven Lake Mary. They just played a few weeks ago, Baylor. Yeah, and guess what? That was a that was a big time win for a pocket. They actually it was a tough fought game. They won twenty one to nine in the first matchup. They had to come back in the yeah, second half. They were down, I think, nine to three or nine seven or something like that for pretty much the whole entire game. And then they scored two late fourth quarter touchdowns by who? Jaquan Loman. But again, um, you know, he didn't play a whole lot the first half. He so didn't. He no. came back in the second half and was he a difference a in that game? Yes. yes. But again, Scott Perry, senior senior group of, of kids very disciplined. Do they have enough to get by a Popka at the APK? That's going to be something we have to wait and see. 82% of the fan polls say a Popka wins this football game. I'm definitely leaning towards that way. We do have predictions in our next segment, which is our favorite, but I'm telling you, this is a big matchup. This is Blake Mary's, again, third straight rematch. They've taken care of two of them. Uh, two teams which they beat earlier in the year, so it wasn't like they had to overcome the rematch. Uh, but this is the game that they need the most because you, the winner of this game goes to the Final Four. So, interesting enough, Gunnar Smith, does he have what it takes? Can the arm of Gunnar Smith beat Apopka's defensive backfield? That is the question mark, and we're very excited to see that because it can happen, but I just – Popka just – I, I, I think the bigger time. question is can, can they protect Gunnar Smith? Mm. You know, Popka's defense is healthy, and they haven't been healthy the last few weeks. And I think a Popka's defense, right. like I said, you know, in my opinion, probably one of the best in, in Central Florida, if not in the state of Florida. Mm. I think they're at full tilt. Um, I, I think the question is, can they protect Gunner so that he can get it down the field for Rocco Underwood right. um, or, 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 you know, his great receivers there? Our final game, Coach LaFord. Yeah, man, number what seven, 2A Final Four, number eight foundation. Academy against number five, North Florida ranked University Christian. This is a doozy. Another rematch. The first, Guys, here's some interesting behind-the-scenes facts that a lot of you don't know about. Foundation lost the first matchup 35 to nothing. Got blown out. But here's the stat. Danny Stutzman, Oklahoma commit, got ejected in the opening kickoff of that football game because of a helmet-to-helmet hit. They called it targeting, ejected. Then they had three other players that got injured in the first half of that football game, and then it was all University Christian from that point on. I think this matchup with everybody healthy with foundation, it's going to be close. They're riding a wave. Danny Studsman is back and hopefully doesn't do a, a crazy bonehead decision. Now, I think he was trying to set the tone. This is a big-time matchup here, and he just got ejected. You know, he got caught in the, in probably in the motions of the football yeah, game. It was a judgment call. Yeah. So I think it's playoff football. I hope they don't do something crazy like that because that he is a difference maker for foundation. If if he plays just like he did last week, look for foundation to represent Central Florida next week in the state championship football game in Dope Campbell Stadium and hopefully winning a state championship. Well, here's another thing, Bailen, and and many of you have been hearing us talk about Danny Stutzman quite a few times tonight. There are very few times when you have a player on your team that makes such a difference. Yeah. And I tell you, they got some great players over there. 
Um, Tate you quarterback is playing. Yeah, Tate you and Jedi Train. Yeah, he's he's doing um, really well. They've got a cult, they've got a, a really solid offensive lineman, a linebacker. Uh, they they've got a really good team. Yeah, but Danny Stutzman's that kind of kid that changes the trajectory of everything. Oh yeah, it's like it's like he's a man amongst boys. Out there. It, it, it really he is such a special player. Is that what happens when you have a big time kid playing at a program? Like that? Well, it, you know, again, dominate. It, it, it could happen at a public school. Yeah, okay. you know, it's it's just that once in a lifetime kid. That yeah, he's special. In. He is special. Um, so, Dan, we have about a minute. A little bit less than a minute. Yeah, so, again, guys that are watching, Cure, uh, Cure Classic Bowl is coming up December 17th. We start December 14th with practices. Guys, the list will be announced this weekend, obviously based off Friday night's performances with some of these teams. Some of those players will be playing in that game. Coach LaFleur's and the Orlando Touchdown Club will be covering that. Uh, but, yeah, next when we come back up, we're going to go over the predictions. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Get to, get to see what I, what I have to say. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's where we turn him loose and, and let him cover this thing. So we're going to uh, cut away to break. Uh, we are live here. This is the high school football scoreboard. I'm Coach LaFleur. This is Bayland Tradio. We are live at Gators Dockside in Oviedo right here off Mitchell Hammock Road, and we will be back here in the next few seconds. We'll see you here in a few. Welcome to the High School Football Scoreboard, the latest news and headlines from under the Friday Night Lights. Here's Heath Ziegler and Balen Trujillo. All right, well, welcome back to the High School Football Scoreboard show presented by Insperity, providing employee benefits, HR technology, payroll, and scalable HR services for more than 34 years. Insperity HR that makes the difference. This is the coach, Dan LaForce, and for Heath Ziegler tonight, Balen Trujillo is sitting here. We are live from from the new Gators Oxide in Oviedo. Balen is loving those all-you-can-eat boneless wings tonight, Wednesday night, sure. all-you-can-eat. With fries. And With the fries. Gator Taters. That's my that's my jam right there. You did uh, actually menu item of the night. Uh, interesting. When we first got here, Coach LaForce actually ordered fried mushrooms. Never had those before. Amazing. That's some good uh, stuff right there. Wow, that was amazing. So That was good definitely stuff. Definitely try that. And you may want to try the peanut butter and jelly wings. Yes. That's something interesting, too. Balin, we got some predictions. Yes, we do. You ready to get started? Let's do it. Number seven, Lake Mary at number six, Apopka. Again, regular season rematch. What do you got? Apopka wins this. No, no, even not even a discussion here. Gunnar Smith, great, phenomenal season. You come back next year, but it is all Apopka. It's playoffs. It's not. It's not regular season. It's playoffs, and it's all Apopka Blue Darters on Friday night. Tampa Gaither at number five, Lake Mineola. Balin, what do you got? Man, I am torn. I really want to go Lake Mineola here, but I think Tampa Gaither is just too much for Lake Mineola. They are loaded. I, I'm predicting Gaither to win. I am pulling for Lake Mineola. But when we talk about predictions, I think Gaither is just way too much. Undefeated Newport Richie Mitchell mm. coming to O-Town for the third straight week yeah. against Edgewater. Balin, what do you got? I got a molly wop. Edgewater blows out Mitchell. They send them boys packing. Great year, 11-0. and 0. It, is, it is great, but, man, I'm talking about at halftime, they're going to be dapping each other up and saying, great season, boys, because Edgewater's celebrating going to the next round and another Final Four burst. Balin, number one, Jones, at Tampa Jesuit. This is a doozy. 
It is. And I'm going all Tigers here. Again, I think they have the best chance to win the entire thing this year. Uh, Elijah Williams has that program running and doing everything the right way, doing it the best way a coach can do it, organized, disciplined, athletic, coaching, everything. Jones Tigers beats Tampa Jesuit on the road, both undefeated. Going to be a great game, but I still think 14 to 20 point win for the for the Tigers. And I think Bishop Moore is going to be rooting for Jones this week. They are, they are, they are. And Bishop Moore played him tough, and that's why I think Jones is just way too good. All right, Balin, on to the game of the week. Oh, number one, Bartram Trail in North Florida, at they're coming to Bokey Balin, number two Seminole. Yeah, I'd like to uh, mentioned before earlier in the segment, Bartram Trail has been our number one team in North Florida all year. They are loaded. But I'm going with Tim McLean, USF commit, go Bulls. And they are going to upset, which is weird, Bartram Trail um, this week, game of the week. I'll be covering this game with VSN Network, Bobby, on the sideline. Seminole takes care of business in Bokey Town, baby. I tell you what, I don't, I don't think you can go wrong with that. I mean, again, the Bokey boys are coming home. Yes, they are sir. so pumped up. You know, talking to Coach Eric Lodge, he is – He's got these guys so focused. Man. He's got these guys so focused. Just imagine this, Dan. You ready? Seminole, Osceola, and Apopka. One of them is guaranteed a state championship berth in Central Florida. We need that. Seminole, take care of business. Osceola as well. And Apopka, I'm picking you for the win this week. All right, we got to wrap this thing up. This is Coach Dan LaForest, Baylor Trujillo, high school, uh, high school football scoreboard show. We are out. Good luck, guys, and we will talk to you next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.